welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, and we're here to talk Vegas. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show with all the visuals that go along with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories, and you can find all of our Vegas posts, videos, and podcasts at mtmvegas.com. And if you are enjoying this podcast, consider leaving us a review, especially in Apple Podcasts. Five-star reviews help us out a lot, but we'd also love to hear from you in the comments on YouTube. Thanks so much for listening. And one other note, we recorded this before the passing of John Madden and Harry Reid. We'll discuss that on the show next week. Harry Reid, of course, other than having the airport named after him, contributed significantly to Southern Nevada's growth, being a leader, not only in the Senate, but locally here as well. So let's get into the show. Lots to talk about this week, including some parts of Vegas you probably have never heard of. Let's hit it. So Mark, the Flamingo, the historic Las Vegas Strip property turned 75 on December 26th. Got anything uh, cool to say about that? So that makes uh, Donnie like 95 because he's been there since the opening, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk quickly about the Flamingo, Mark. Uh, You've stayed there a lot. A lot of people don't know that there's not a single part of that building that is original, that's 75 years old, not the bungalows, not the casino. Everything is gone from those original uh, I didn't. Days, I did not but, know that. Yeah. <laughs> that. That is kind of bizarre when you think about it. I mean, it all looks pretty old, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm kind of surprised. Nothing well, that's is, just Caesar's entertainment for you. <laughs> there you go. You know, Pepmo Bismo everywhere, uh, painting the walls. But no, I do like. I love the property for some reason, even though it's like lower lower end, um, probably like upper upper, maybe the best of the worst. I guess you you could say, or the 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 worst of the middle. I don't know. However you want to call it. But um, I've always had fun there. You know, it's got a, a good vibe and. The dealers are always pretty fun. And I will say, like, the, the, if you sit up by the front, like by the strip, it gets really cold this time of year because the doors are always open. And for some reason, that spot gets way colder than like anywhere else I've gambled in Vegas. So I don't know what that is, but that's kind of like the party fun pit. So that's where you want to be, but then you freeze. So, you know, uh, avoid during the winter, I guess. There you go. Yeah, there's uh, there's some good advice for you. It's a cool property. Love the history. I, I love the pool area, the gardens outside, all the flamingos. And, you know, it is a an OG of the Strip. Glad it's still there, even if it's not original. And uh, that's especially. where uh, the battery story happened, uh, th- yes. you know, calling out the MTM Vegas podcast episode one, if you want to listen to that. But, yeah, that's where it all went down <laughs> all went in its down glory. There. Yes, as you walk through that little that little shop in the back. Yeah, I love that. Glad to, to see uh, flamingos still going strong. And uh, Caesars Entertainment, uh, giving it a little love. The rooms there are really nice. I have a review on the channel uh, if you guys want to see what the the new Flamingo rooms look like. Actually, a very, very nice prop uh, product there. So I really, really like that. All right. So I wanted to talk about a couple of Vegas-related Christmas gifts. Um, I was telling you that my son, for so many years, he's just been a terrible gift giver, like never put in any thought. And this year... It was really nice. He's finally like putting in some thoughts. So he got me this uh, Las Vegas Then and Now book, which which I really really love. It has some amazing uh, like vintage photos, and it shows you you know what it looked like back during the photo, and then what it looks like today. So that was a really really cool coffee table book. I, I enjoyed it. And then you got me uh, this. Just randomly came in the mail one day. I didn't know who it came from. <laughs> I was like, oh, somebody. Yeah, uh, got my I was a sucker so that had too much money on their hands. I guess remember when I said, <laughs> so, yes, I got my, I got my, uh, my Las Vegas uh, light bulb uh, from the Las Vegas sign, 
And this date on here uh, was the burn date from was the date range that you started at Miles to Memories uh, in what September of 2017. Yeah, it was actually so. that I looked up the first article I ever posted, and that was the date. Now, like, do you think they just have this warehouse of lights with dates? <laughs> yeah. Like, how <laughs> so they hold on to them for like 20 years? Like, oh, this box is from September 12th of uh, 2010. Like, huh? I think they do. I think they do. Why I not? think they just give you a light that bulb from some from somewhere, and they're like, oh. "Here you go." Did you try? Um, is it completely like burned out, or does it still work? Have I you... have not. Tr- oh, I should try that. I didn't. I, I haven't removed it from its box. I had it actually sitting up there. I meant to talk about it last week, but yeah, it's still sitting here. But I'll, I'll throw it in there later and see if it uh, if it does. But then if it explodes, I'll feel really really bad. I'm glad it's the yellow <laughs> one too, which I which I like. I like the. I love it. it it's great. It's a great gift, and we talked about it on a previous show. I'll throw up the uh, yeah. You thought URL. somebody uh, from there sent it to you because we talked about it. That I didn't know who sent, who sent it, it to me. It just came because it was just. <laughs> it literally was just that there was not any information in the box. There was yeah. There was nothing uh, there, but uh, yeah, great job. And and I so you two great Vegas related presents this year. So I'm very happy about that. Another present, Mark, is M Life is maybe going away, and MGM Rewards. Maybe replacing it. Oh, like it seemed like a few years ago they they all, all these companies wanted to sort of brand, you know, their loyalty programs separately, right? They wanted, you know, you had Total Rewards, M Life. They wanted it to be its own thing, separate from MGM and all this other stuff. And now they're consolidating that just the opposite direction, right? Now we have Caesar's Rewards, and in a uh, brilliant move of uh, mediocrity, we have MGM Rewards because nobody can think anything unique anymore. Yeah, I'm guessing, you know, it makes it simple because it was always confused, like Total Rewards to tie to Caesars Entertainment. And you're like, okay. And I still call it Total Rewards to this day because uh, I still go to TotalRewards.com. Yeah, (laughs) I do. (laughs) So, yeah, it will take a little while to get used to for sure. But, I mean, it makes a lot more sense. M Life was so annoying to just call it MGM Rewards. Like, it, it, it does work better. I get it. You know, it's sim- simpler for the user and everything, and it just rolls off the tongue better. So I find it funny that, you know, they all kind of do the same thing, ebb and flow, where they're trying to get away from it. Now they're trying to go back to it. So I don't know why they make an announcement out of it or try to make it a big deal like they're doing something new. It's just you change the name on the front of the building. Like, okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> I think for a while, like, wasn't MGM trying to only have, like, certain properties? Like, I think just their strip properties were M life and their other ones weren't. And I know for a while, even Borgata wasn't. And, you know, then it switched over when they bought a hundred percent stake and, you know, circus circus when they owned, it wasn't part of M life. Very confusing. So yeah, if they can get all of the, the stuff under one system, we, we heard hard rock international is doing the same thing with their casinos. They're reissuing numbers to people because they're coming under a new system so they can have a nationwide players card program. So I guess it's good in that way. These are becoming, you know, more robust loyalty programs kind of maturing into their own. Yeah. You can earn less comps in more places. (laughs) That's basically what they're doing. Robust. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And that's exactly what uh, MGM did, right? They, they, you know, have devalued the earnings this year, but now that's just a rumor. They do own MGM rewards. So we'll see how, what happens, but I'm pretty sure that sounds uh, right on, right on brand for them. Uh, A couple other things I was out and about this week in Vegas and uh, my wife and I went to, Jasmine and I went to downtown Summerlin, which I hadn't been to in a while. 
And I thought maybe people didn't hadn't heard of it. Summerlin, of course, is this one of the largest master plan communities in the entire country. But they have this, you know, downtown Summerlin area with the uh, where the Golden Knights practice, uh, the Citibank National Arena. They have the Las Vegas ballpark where our AAA team plays. This giant outdoor mall, the Red Rock Casino, and there's this area in downtown Summerlin that when you look at it, and I sent you a picture of this, it looks like you're just not in Las Vegas. Just for this little this little bit, you have this big glass building, you have all the mountains, people parked on the streets, and it felt, I don't know, it felt like somewhere else. But I really enjoyed being over there. Yeah, it did look really cool. It looked, you know, like California or something like that. Like, you didn't feel like Vegas for sure. Uh, and that's kind of the the thing people miss when they go to Vegas, and that's what I'm looking forward to coming out in a couple of weeks and and doing a tour of the the outskirt areas and stuff. So many people just focus on the Strip or or even Fremont Street and and don't really go visit you know the neighboring cities or the suburbs of it where there's a lot to offer there too. And and you might get into different experience and you know worth checking out for sure. But so many Vegas trips are fly in Friday, fly out Sunday, you don't have a lot of time, you know, you got to get your drinking in, you got to get your gambling in and uh, you got to get your five star dining in and, you know, Summerlin just isn't on the list. <laughs> well, and maybe it should be. I will say that we also went to, to Red Rock for a bit. Uh, Jasmine played a little bit of video poker there. I know everybody loves Red Rock. Like it's one of the favorite people, uh, casinos of locals, even people who visit really love it because it is, you know, a high end resort. Uh, Man, the decor inside that place is just not doing it. it. It looks so dated. It's still high end, right? It's a nice place. But we were there and it was so busy. They didn't have cocktail waitresses anywhere. You were waiting an hour to get a drink. Like the whole experience there just wasn't cool. I was like, back to downtown Summerlin. Uh, let's let's uh, let's enjoy this. So Red Rock kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I've always really liked it there. But I don't know, something about the vibe. And, and it just felt a, a little bit uh, antiquated to me. I know I'm going to trigger... A lot of people there. I didn't film any <laughs> video inside Red Rock, so unfortunately, you're gonna see a lot of downtown Summerlin video cut over this. But uh, I'll I'll try to get some more video. Mark and I, I'll take. I'm gonna be taking Mark over there in just a few weeks, so we'll get some some video over there. I also I've been meaning to try this restaurant. There's three locations around Vegas: Juan's Flaming Fajitas, which I think is just like the best restaurant name ever. Uh, but my wife swears by them. There's one in downtown Henderson on Water Street, another area I'm gonna take you in a couple of weeks and we finally got to go over there and the food is fantastic. So I just wanted to highlight them. I've heard great things about them many times, really good pricing. It's part of the revitalization sort of in downtown Henderson. You have that location. There's a couple others in town. Um, I know people are always looking for like good Mexican food. That's, you know, that's sort of approachable off the strip. This is, this is really good stuff. Definitely better than Casa Don Juan these days, which is one that I, I do love in Vegas. So, and Mark, they actually put a little liquid on top of your fajitas. I guess some alcohol or something. They burn it off, so the fajitas really do flame for about a second when they bring you. Oh, it's so like uh, Upa in uh, Greek Town, Detroit. There you go. Yeah. Little, oh, yeah. Exactly. Now, good. I'll I'll show video of that because the flaming fajitas they they fizzled out so quickly. I didn't get the video of the flame itself, so I only got video of the smoking fajitas, not the flaming fajitas, but. <laughs> Uh, they did flame for about a second. And I guess if you had a table full of like a bunch of people ordering fajitas, it'd be kind of cool to have them all, you know, light up uh, at once. But yeah, downtown Henderson, kind of like, it's kind of interesting, right? These are two suburbs. We we talked on our, on the MTM podcast, the regular Miles Memories podcast this week about some of the Detroit suburbs and how they all have their own little downtown areas. Same thing here, right? Henderson revitalizing there. 
love uh, love what they're doing there. And then downtown Summerlin is is really uh, is really cool. Uh, speaking of like restaurants, the Open Table uh, there, of course, that that app that does all of the reservations has a lot of data. They named their top 100 restaurants, and four of them are in Las Vegas. Only one of them is on the Strip. I was I was gonna say I've never heard of any of them, but I'm not a foodie, so of the four, I've never. <laughs> <laughs> well, one is Joe's Seafood Prime Steak in Stone Crab. That's in uh, the Forum Shops, and it's very famous. Um, I've been wanting to try that forever, but I know that's very, uh, very uh, popular. But yeah, the other three are all off-strip. Uh, you have Elia Authentic Greek Tavern. Uh, you have La Strega and uh, Partage, which is... Yeah, I probably mispronounced all those restaurant names, but <laughs> that's how you know they're good. Such hard they get ones. an extra. They get an extra star for making the name difficult. There you go. Yeah, so I mean that's uh, you know it's good to uh, see they took over ten and a half million reviews from restaurants across the country, and then uh, they used all that data to figure out the top hundred restaurants. And yeah, Joe's Seafood, I've never heard a bad thing. In fact, I've only heard like amazing things about that place, uh, and uh, I definitely have to to give it a try. But. Uh, Good to see Vegas getting some love, but no celebrity chefs really on there, right? All these fancy celebrity chef restaurants. Yeah. We didn't get Bobby Bobby Flay's burger joint isn't on there. What are you? What, what's going on? Like, I thought for sure that would be in the top hundred. Are we talking about the one that went out of business? No, I'm just... <laughs> was no, that it, was the, the burger one... bar? Not the burger. oh oh sorry was, sorry yeah. we ch- we changed they they uh they changed the type of meat the. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it has a little bit more sirloin i guess and then it's fancier i don't know but yeah yeah i mean it's not terribly surprising to me because a lot of these celebrity chef places are not you know run by the celebrity chef they're just kind of put the name on it maybe they create the menu or come up with the menu but it's it's like process i, I guess it's more like a process versus you know truly unique uh individual type of place where they're focusing on their craft it's more like Hey, here's the menu. This is how you make it. Just make it good. It, you know, people will come for the name. So I'm not surprised uh, that that they didn't make the list. I like that more individually owned and operated type of places made it, and, and off the strip as well. Featuring those type of places is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good point. A lot of these celebrity chef restaurants are actually more corporate than we really think they are. And uh, you know, Hell's Kitchen is uh, definitely not going to be a top 100 restaurant, but. You get quite a show there as well. All right. We went from having like not a whole lot of Hiltons here or on the strip anyway to Resorts World opening with all of their different brands and Virgin Hotels opened last year as well. So a lot more Hiltons on the strip. And apparently a, a viewer wrote to us to kind of tell us a, a trick that they're doing to kind of hide the best pricing at both Resorts World and Virgin. What's going on? Yeah, I messed around with it a little bit today, and it seems like on the website, like if you're on your computer, it's okay, but if it's on the app, it's kind of tricky. Like normally, when you go to Hilton, you pull up a hotel, it will show you like the the cheapest rate you're you're available to. Like if you're a Hilton Honors member, it will show that. If it's like a flex book where you can cancel up to like five days, it'll put that in a little blue box, like click here now type of thing to click first. But for those two properties in the app, it shows like not the cheapest. It'll it'll be like click here for two forty one to book the Hilton Honors rate. But there'll be, you know, underneath it'll say more rates available, and it will show the cheapest rate, which is like one hundred ninety nine dollars for the one I looked at. So you click on that, and then it goes all the way at the bottom. It starts with like the most expensive room, and you have to scroll all the way to the bottom, and then you'll see like a cyber sale or resort 
sale or whatever, it'll be like 30% off. And then it will show the 199. So if you do the QuickBook, <laughs> you're going to end up paying like $50 more, which is kind of crazy. It's kind of like the buy, Amazon buy now box where usually it shows the best price. And for every other Hilton that puts the best price in there. But for some reason on these two hotels on the phone, it does not show the best price. And it's, it's quite a bit of money difference most of the time. So pay attention to that. If you're booking through the app, it, it's a little bit shady. He, uh, and it, Keith's the one that sent it in. Thank you so much for sending this to us. But he he assumes that maybe it was like, so you couldn't do a booking guarantee if you're seeing it. It matches like the Expedia rates and stuff. And he's thinking this is a way around, you know, having to price match or whatever. Um, but I think it's just some glitch they have going on because you don't see it anywhere else. Or maybe it's because these are the only two hotels doing these weird cyber sale things, prices. And it just doesn't, it's not making it into the buy box. I don't know, but it definitely could, is going to cost people a couple hundred bucks on a weekend stay for sure. Yeah, so stay proactive. Um, we don't know that the hotels are doing this or what's causing it. Um, it is the Hilton app, so uh, it is what it is. We're not, no conspiracy theories here as to what's happening. Just always be proactive. And anytime you're booking something like that, always look at the different rates that they offer because a lot of times they do have packages, even if they usually will show you the lowest rate, uh, uh, which, you know, who knows what's happening. All right. I, a quick mention here, GameWorks suddenly closed. It's in Town Square, just south of the Strip. But GameWorks started in 1996 on the Las Vegas Strip in the Showcase Mall. I believe there's a Ross down there in that basement level now, uh, kind of near where the Coca-Cola store is and stuff like that. Uh, it went out of business there and moved further south. Uh, you know, didn't have anything that I, I saw to be too special once it moved. You know, the concept never seemed too busy there, but they said... They've been waiting to recover from the pandemic and they can't wait any longer. And the GameWorks brand is gone from Las Vegas. No more GameWorks. Yeah, I've never been to the one. In, I've never been to the one in Vegas, but I have been to GameWorks before at other places. And I've always enjoyed it. I mean, it's an arcade. It's an arcade. I always have fun in arcades. So I kind of like them. I take the kids to them all the time, but I don't think it's, it did anything that was like out of the ordinary compared to other ones. But it is sad to see an arcade go down because, you know, there's so few of them still kind of holding on. But I guess you just go to the Pinball uh, Hall of Fame instead, right? Yeah, there you go. It's And that's not too far from where GameWorks was uh, on the South Strip. I'll always remember working at MGM Grand in the, the late 90s. And after we'd get off work, like at midnight, we'd go to GameWorks and play like Street Fighter and stuff like that till, till 2 a.m. They had, back then, some of the best selection of video games anywhere. And, uh, you know, that's back when you didn't have HD TVs and all of this stuff. So going to the arcade was was really, uh, really good. And that that location was spectacular. I remember being there on New Year's Eve. I was going to say, remember when gas stations used to have arcade games and you just go to like the local 7-Eleven or gas station and as a kid with a roll of quarters and sit there and play uh, all day and stuff. I miss those days. Yep. (laughs) Street Fighter 2, baby. Yep. All day, uh, every day there. Yeah. So GameWorks, R.I.P., and here's, here's the last thing I want to talk to you about, because I hadn't heard of this. I saw this on Twitter, this thing called a sour rooter. Uh, apparently, this is a casino term for somebody that, like, stalks your machine. So, you know, some of these machines have, like, bonus games, and the more you play, you can kind of get closer to the bonus. You know, you might fill a bingo board. I think that's the one that I saw on Twitter. And, you know, as as people play, they put more onto the board. And, you know, if somebody runs out of money or something, they may leave that bonus very close to to being hit. And uh, these people apparently like harass you 
uh, stalk you, stand behind you to get you to kind of get up from the machine so they can come in and move in and get the bonus. Uh, have have you noticed any of these in real life? I've noticed like the grandma who wants to go steal <laughs> yeah. the slot machine. I guess that's I mean, I sort think of that... the modern version. Yeah, I've seen like people like as soon as you get it, like they'll sit there and watch. And as soon as you get up, they'll hop there. And I don't play slots, you know, very often at all. So I haven't noticed it as much as probably it goes on. But this seems a bit much if you're like trying to, you know, intimidate someone some kind of to to move and everything. I get like if you're sitting in the bank next to it, playing slowly, like looking over, you know, waiting for them to get up or whatever. Okay, whatever. But (laughs) <laughs> to, to, to like stand behind them like this and be like, where, yeah. when are you going to move type of thing? Seems a bit excessive. I would hope that you could, you know, get, get somebody to help you and move them off. But who knows with, with not being able to get drinks at most casinos, I doubt there's any security help. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, the video on Twitter that the person shared uh, is a great, it shows a great example. You can literally see this guy doing exactly that. He's standing behind them. He's like sort of stalking, he's pacing back and forth. Like, don't be a jerk. Don't be a bleep bag. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah. algorithm is going to get us. So. <laughs> no, it's just, it's crazy what people will do, you know, to try to, to secure a win or whatever. But you you always hear the stories of somebody gets up after playing for like hours and somebody, and somebody jumps in there and then wins like a jackpot for $10,000 right after. And that's always, it makes me feel sad. Um, so this is even like to the next level. So I don't know, punch them in the nuts, I guess. Like, and... <laughs> <laughs> it's like those people back in the day uh, who, you know, they would go look for coins in the hoppers, you know, they would just like roam casinos looking for coins that people left in the hoppers or, you know, nowadays they or like the people that would do the phone machine. banks and you'd hit the coin return on the, all the phones in the phone bank. Remember, <laughs> remember doing that yeah. as a kid. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I. I think once maybe I found a, qu- a couple quarters, you know, in the in the hopper in a phone in, in a phone, and it was like hitting the jackpot. Yeah, see all the joys that our children <laughs> don't have anymore. I know. They're like, yeah, oh, they, just... they don't even have to worry about long. We were talking the other day, long distance calling, and uh, oh, I was watching the Beanie Babies uh, th- documentary on HBO, and how that was a craze, and people were like buying speculatively to resell and stuff, and they're like, we were calling all these different places around the country trying to find out if they had any stock in and our phone bill is two thousand dollars a month making all these long distance phone calls i'm like ah kids will never they won't even know like oh nights and weekends minutes remember those <laughs> oh yeah nights and weekends or like free income. call me calls, after seven right? <laughs> yeah or you'd have free incoming so you couldn't you would call somebody and then tell them to call you back and they'll be like yeah. i'm not gonna call you back because i'm using my minutes now <laughs> oh the, the world we lived in the, these children they they don't know what they have but yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to New Year's. As we talked about last week, Vegas going to have a huge show again this year. Uh, fireworks from eight casinos. Plus Vegas a lot of ever. Other... Vegas ever yeah. is what I've read, yeah. yeah. And some local stuff as well. So it's going to be a, a fun fun weekend here in Vegas. It's been very busy. Uh, and uh, I'm going to probably just stay locked down here in the house. Heading to Hawaii, though, next week. So I'm looking forward to that. Then we have our little Vegas trip here. And then... Uh, some other cool stuff ahead that we'll talk about at some point, but let us know what you guys think about any of these topics. Uh, did you guys like GameWorks? Uh, what about MGM Rewards? Are you excited about the name of that? Let us know about any of this stuff. Hit a comment, smash the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel if you like us. If you hate us too, subscribe anyway. Talk to you guys next year. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> See you next year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.